Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. He is the lead reporter for Bleacher Report when it comes to the National Football League. Mike Tanier taking a couple minutes out of uh, going through the waiver wire to see who's going where and why and what and lending his expertise to us. Mike, Jody Mack here in New York. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I'm giving the waiver wire a break. I'm just watching a little North Carolina, South Carolina here, watching some real football because it's been a couple of weeks of the fake stuff. I needed a dose of the real thing. You mean they're actually trying to win these college football games? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. People are enthusiastic because they're trying very hard. It's pretty sloppy, but it's a lot more fun than a bunch of guys running the same three plays over and over again. Understood. But some of those plays, even though they didn't uh, amount to anything as far as standings go, did help make decisions today as teams cut down their rosters to 53s. What was one, two, three, four, how many you need to go deep? Names that you just can't believe you heard today that are at least for right now available on the waiver wire. Not a lot of unavailable ones. Of course, there are the huge trades the Texans made uh, today. I think that's a big part of it. But we'll put those aside for a minute yep. here. You, you know, most of the names were not surprising to me. You know, seeing Shady McCoy released was something I think a lot of people had on their re- radar when the Bills uh, signed Frank Gore and uh, drafted uh, Davin Singletary, you know, months and months ago. It's like Shady McCoy, 3.2 yards a carry last year. I believe he's 31 years of age. Yeah, he's very expensive salary cap-wise. He was uh, kind of a cap casualty today. And, you know, a couple of teams are looking for him. That's one. Uh, it was kind of surprising to see Brian Hoyer let go. He's the backup quarterback for Tom Brady. Uh, but they're very happy with uh, Jared Stidham, the, uh, the quarterback from Auburn last year. He had a phenomenal camp. Uh, and I guess uh, the Patriots looked at it and said, well, why do we need a veteran behind Tom Brady? Tom Brady doesn't need, like, a, a sidekick or a caddy. And, and if he gets hurt, we're screwed no matter who the backup is. Let's have the younger guy develop there. So there are a couple moves like that. I saw some teams move on from old receiver prospects like Laquan Treadwell and Josh Stockton, guys who were drafted in the first round a couple of years ago, kind of never developed. It was time to move on. So they're not surprising, but they're guys who might get a second chance elsewhere. A lot of moves like that. Expensive guys, uh, prospects who never developed. Not a whole lot of real shockers there. Understood. Let me touch on one of the guys you uh, noted, because um, I brought him up in the first hour as well. And I used to know him. I don't know him anymore. He's been out of town a couple of years. And that's Shady McCoy. I knew him when he was with the yeah. Eagles. Uh, yeah, no surprise that he was let go. $6 million was more than he was worth. Coming off a mediocre at best year. Didn't flash in camp. So it was an easy call for the Bills. He's going to land somewhere. I still think he's got NFL skills. Yeah. Does he go to a team where he's guaranteed to be the number one back? Does he go where he's got a comfort level? Or does he try and join a team that he thinks can make a uh, sustained Super Bowl run and maybe get himself a ring before his career is over and done with? 
I think at this point it's definitely about being in a committee. There's going to be somebody who's going to be rotating. Nobody's going to offer him a number one job at this point. Uh, and you talked about the comfort level. There's interest from the Eagles. There's interest from the Chiefs. So you got your Andy Reid. you got your Philadelphia people here. Deuce Staley has a relationship with him as a, as a coordinator and, a, and, and running backs coach here. And uh, These are teams that know they can bring him in, probably at a very reduced rate from the, the salaries he was making before, put him on a committee and still get him you know, 10 touches, 12 touches a game in, with, with a group of running backs, and you can help there. Those are the teams that are going to be looking for him, and, and those are the teams he's going to be looking to as well because he doesn't help a, a team that's not close to the Super Bowl in any way. You're just kind of getting a guy out there to soak up carries to go to a younger player. Teams like the Chiefs, teams like the Eagles can say he can – get us slightly better. He can get us over the top. Maybe he could be a fresh leg in late December or in a playoff game if, you, if, you, if you're looking that far into the future. And that's what the future is going to hold for, for Shady McCoy. All right. One more cut guy before we get to the two big trades that you already referenced. Uh, you mentioned the Patriots going with a rookie backup quarterback to Tom Brady. And I think you said was, well, Brady's hurt. We're screwed anyway. I don't believe the Patriots look at it like that. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. I uh, gave this out earlier on the air today. If the Patriots win their first two games, Brady's Brady, and then uh, end of the game two, breaks the leg, and he's gone for the entire year. They put Stidham in, and he loses his first two games and doesn't look good enough. The Patriots aren't going to just say, well, we'll live with this young kid and the growing pains. No, they're a Super Bowl franchise. That's Super Bowl or bust every year in New England. Will they aggressively go out and pursue a quarterback to just fill in the rest of the year that they think they can get up to speed before the playoffs start and take their chance? Or do you think Belichick actually does say, no, in Jared we trust, and even though he's looked terrible these first two games, we're going to the wall with him. Well, at that point, the only quarterbacks who would go out there, and yeah, they would certainly go grab Brian Hoyer off of uh, you know wherever he's available and bring him back in. But if you're talking about quarterback that could turn the franchise around, if if Tom Brady's uh, has a broken leg and and then they've gone like two and four or something like that, your choices there are trying to lure Andrew Luck out of retirement. That's not possible. And going after Colin Kaepernick, which I don't think I, I think we have a lot of hypotheticals to go through before we reach that one as well. So yeah, in, in that situation, I guess. Bill Belichick would look at that and be very moneyball oriented at that point, and he'd be saying, "I'm not going to worry about this season. I'm going to go get a high draft pick next year, and we're going to get Tom Brady to convalesce and see if he's coming back or not, and we're going to take the next step that way." So, yeah, that's kind of an Armageddon scenario. But if we got there, I honestly think that Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft would say, "Well, let's just move to the future and kind of like shake off this season." All right, let me give you one more possibility before we move off that a quarterback who could become available who Bill Belichick should have some respect for, do you think they'd call the Giants and ask about Eli Manning? Oh, my goodness. That's a good, that's a, that's a good one. And, and, well, I mean, <laughs> we have so many what-ifs here. It's almost like, yes, you know. It is, it is hypothetical to the max, yes. <laughs> right, right. If they could inquire and somehow this was available for a mid-round pick, because the other side of that is that the Giants will have to finally decide to give Daniel Jones the starting job. There's no guarantee that happens anytime soon. So, so in that amount of moving pictures, I think that, that Belichick and Kraft and the Patriots would say they would look at that if it was something that they could get for a mid-round pick or something that they could get on the, on the cheap. Because, again, they wouldn't turn things around if they're in this horrible situation and scenario and say, let's try and get to 9-7 and seven now and, and burn resources to do that. That's what the Houston Texans do. That's okay. not what the New England Patriots do. All right. You uh, segued nicely into the Houston Texans, who are the most <laughs> aggressive team in the National Football League today. First on the clowny deal, 
they end up shipping him to Seattle for a uh, third-round pick and two useful at best players. Was that how you would describe the two defensive players they got back in return for him? Can uh, Mingo actually come in and get some sacks for them and reasonably replace Clowney? <laughs> useful at best is a great way to put it. Uh, this was the second worst deal that the that the that the Texans made in the last you know eight hours. Uh, and uh, just to say about Mingo and the other guy, yeah, they're they're not very good. Now, if you say could Mingo get a half dozen sacks? Well, J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless, Whitney Merciless are going to be chasing quarterbacks into the arms of guys. So you know, you and I might get three or four sacks under those circumstances. The, the fact is, it's 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 a terrible deal. It's a deal that was precipitated by the fact that they didn't move him when they had some trading leverage. And in that deal, it got to the point where it was clear that this team went from trying to help the team to, at some point, maybe trying to prove that Judavian Clowney, who was boss, by not like uh, extending his deal or trading him. And at the end, it was a face save. And that's what that deal was. It was a face-saving deal. You grab a guy like Mingo, whose scouting report five or six years ago was that he might have been a player. He's not that player anymore, but he's a name you can justify. And, and, and that's what they did there. They did the bare minimum they could to kind of get out of an ugly situation that they put themselves into. Okay, now you said the second-worst deal. So you don't <laughs> like the acquisition of Laramie Tunsil? I think he helps, and I think Kenny Stills helps, and they traded away the entire future capability of the franchise to get better. And that is, of course, two first-round picks and a second-round pick. That's the entire ability to really add impact players. They traded that for two guys that they should have been able to get in, in March or April, you know, for money, for, for nothing. Uh, and they, they created a series of moves that makes them, you know, maybe an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven team. Like, oh, yeah, they could win the division because Andrew Luck retired. They could win the division and go 9-7 and seven with all this. And they traded two first-round picks, a second-round pick, and they didn't even secure Tunsil to a long-term contract yet, which means he can go over there and start highballing them on the, con- on the contract because they don't have any choice in the matter but to pay him what he wants. It was an absolutely ludicrous trade here's the only thing i don't like about it because uh, yeah they they didn't get a contract done ahead of time even though they've been talking to the texans a clowny deal for for tunsil yeah. uh yes they're just acquiring him and he's on the last year of his rookie deal well they can always slap the franchise tag on him too and then he can't <laughs> go anywhere oh we just did that and that didn't work too well with mr clowny i don't know if they're going to want to go back down that road again but isn't like tunsil can get up and walk away but they can just go through all the uh, mess that is the franchise tag going forward. Um, One guy that did surprise me, and I know it has to do with guaranteed contracts and if they're on the roster, uh, Demarius Thomas, I saw a couple of the Patriot preseason games. He Mm -hmm. looks like he's back, not exactly to his highest level, but he looked like he was ready to play some football and contribute for the Patriots. They move away from him, but there are already reports that he might want to go back there, but he could be claimed by someone else, which would take him out of the Patriot mix. Explain Demarius Thomas's cut to me today. I got the impression they were featuring him uh, as a possible trade uh, in the preseason games. I I think they have always brought in veteran receivers and used them to motivate the young guys, to motivate the Nikhil Harrys and some of the other young guys that they want to bring in. Like, you have to beat this veteran. And they go back through these lists of guys like Eric Decker and, and Michael Floyd and, and guys like that they brought in under that. I, I think Damaris Thomas was a cut above those. But when I watched him out there with, like, Hoyer and Stidham in the fourth preseason game, catching six-yard passes, I think they were trying to get the attention of a team like the Texans who might have moved a sixth or seventh-round pick for him. So, uh, you know, maybe he comes back. I think you're right. He can play for, for a team. 
the, the, the standard at wide receiver to be Tom Brady's wide receiver is incredibly high. We, we can't always see on the field what their expectation and what their needs are. We're watching guys run five or six yard hitches in the, in the preseason. They're going to be, they're going to have Edelman. They're going to have Gordon. They might not have a wall out there that made a lot of sense for Thomas in, in the long run. So we'll see what happens, but I wasn't surprised very much by that because that's kind of how the Patriots just do business with okay. their receivers. Fair enough. Uh, there are rumors again, and it's all it is, is talk that mm-hmm. the Cowboys and Zeke Elliott are making progress yeah. on a potential deal. You think this yeah. is going to get done? You think he suits up for the Cowboys before week one? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd heard a couple weeks ago it really wasn't that far apart, and it was like I, I was kind of waiting for this. But I think there was a lot of posturing, uh, particularly on, on Jerry's side of this and, and trying to save a little bit of extra cash, uh, money here. But, yeah, I think he's going to be back in week one, and we're going to have forgotten about this by week two or week three. Might be a little rusty at the beginning. Might see a little more Tony Pollard beginning. But the, there really wasn't that much difference between the two uh, in recent weeks between the two offers. If he gets his deal done, what does that say about the quarterback and his uh, contract <laughs> extension? I don't know that the Cowboys can all uh, be on the sideline singing Kumbaya week one. Somebody's right. got to be ticked off. Yeah, well, you know, what? from what I've heard, Dak Prescott is pretty patient with this. He kind of knows he's a quarterback, and they're going to come to him at some point along the way. And he's been kind of just like chill about this whole whole situation. Uh, and we'll see how, how long that goes. But you know, one of the sticking points that I understand it with, with, with Ezekiel Elliott, it was, it's the number of years in these contracts. And, you know, if you spread the money out over more years, that creates more cap space and, and flexibility for the Cowboys so they can turn around and use some of the savings on Dak Prescott. And that was the issue. Like the dollars really weren't that far. It was the number of years along the way. And so we'll see where that comes in because if the if Ezekiel Elliott agreed to something that's like, five or six years down the road and there's money deferred until you know, 2022 or whenever, easier to get Dak Prescott. If they had to compress it a little bit to accommodate him and give him more money up front, harder for Dak Prescott, harder for them to, to, to put together that deal. No matter what, every time the Cowboys solve one of these problems, they kind of create another one. That's the position they put themselves in, and it'll be interesting to see them work their way out of it. It will be continued negotiations and <laughs> uh, annoyed feelings and or smooth feelings if they get something done. All right, last thing, Mike, any truth to the rumor that someone from the Indianapolis Colts reached out and said, how you throwing the football these days, seeing as they only have one quarterback on their roster right now? <laughs> Yeah, no one's ever called me with that information. Uh, uh, but, you know, this is a time of year where there's a lot of quarterbacks right now. We just mentioned Brian Hoyer. I don't think he would help that team very much. There's quarterbacks on the market that teams have looked at for a long time. There's a guy, Kyle Sloter, that a lot of us really liked, who looked like he was in the mix for the Vikings to be the backup job. That's the route they're going to go. I think that they might, uh, that, that Chad Kelly is, might have a future with that organization. He's facing a suspension, et cetera. But, yeah, uh, it's a, a good organizations don't panic under the these circumstances. They're going to look for a young guy they could bring in who could help, who maybe could develop, or will just get them through this year behind percent in survival mode. They're not going to go out there and do anything crazy at quarterback. See, I wouldn't call signing Mike Tanya a panic, but if you would, <laughs> you'd know better than me. So uh, we'll just have to go with that. Mike, good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Uh, I know you're going to be busy the next 24 hours. Thanks for carving 15 minutes out for us. Always a pleasure, Jody. Appreciate it. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.